This is Organized Chaos, where you'll learn everything you need to know about life, marketing, and tech with just enough drama to keep things interesting. From marketing strategy to negotiation tactics and skincare, you never know quite where the conversation's going to take us. Like everything in life, <laughs> this is Organized Chaos. Hello and welcome back to Organized Chaos. Jacob and Jonah, I am so excited to have you both here today. We're going to talk about Lucid Meme. For those of you who don't know Lucid Meme, you're about to. They're super dope. They are a meme marketing agency. I will let the two of them give the little description because they're going to be much better at it than I am. But I can't wait to hear what is behind meme marketing? Because I, like you, have probably seen memes all over social media, right? Like they're all over the place, but I didn't actually realize it could be used for intense marketing purposes. That's what we're going to chat about today so that you as a marketer or a consumer will be better equipped when you come across your meme next time around. Or if you have your favorites, you can start sharing those. Jonah and Jacob, tell me, hello, welcome. You want to do a quick round of intros and how you got involved in Lucid Meme? I don't know which one of you wants to go first. Okay. Yeah, why not? Firstly, thank you very much for having us. Absolutely. Absolute pleasure. So yeah, we, yeah, naturally, you know, we, we've grown up with memes. Memes have been everywhere. They've been, a, you know, it's kind of punctuated how we've communicated throughout our whole life. And yeah, I mean, who, who kind of doesn't want to spend as much time with memes as possible? So in my work, I was working in social media, ended up posting a bunch of memes, ran a big campaign, very quickly realized that the memes were vegan. And when I say blowing the other ones off the shelf, they were performing ridiculously so i was like okay there's something here yeah and basically took that away i'm more on the creative side joined forces with jonah who's more kind of analytical and we said okay you know i think we need to bring this to companies we need to help companies better connect with people because this is the language of the internet where you know we're lucky to be fluent so let's help companies connect with people more on social so i linked up with jonah in barcelona and jonah Seeing the data for myself, you know, I already knew it, but it was like, it was almost like a calling. It was like, you know, this is what we were meant to do. You know, two of us who, you know, have been friends for a while and both have this deep dying passion for memes and marketing. You know, I've worked in various marketing roles, you know, my most recent, like at the Smiley company. So they kind of own the IP at the Smiley face. So I'm, I'm very used to kind of seeing how positivity, Whoa. yeah, a wild, wild, That's wild That's so concept. dope. Wait, <laughs> That's so dope. Okay, I want to come back to that. Yeah. Continue on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and I love, you know, being positive and spreading positivity and spreading, you know, just some, you know, like, like, like just some joy on social, you know, I guess, you know, this was the perfect way to do it. Because I think, you know, I think there's so many companies, brands, agencies, I mean, really whoever, that don't really care how they get their numbers on social. You know, they post controversial content, they'll post, you know, highly polarizing content. And to me, that's just not what social's about, you know, and it's at, and, and really it's up to us marketers to put that fun back into social and, you know, kind of steer it away from being a dark place that it can be really into this bright light that it should be. Because at the end of the day, like our definition of doing our job well is making someone laugh. That is, in my eyes, the best job description I've ever heard of. Oh. And so I just knew it was kind of meant to be, basically. We saw the data and it was like, okay, it's up to 30 times higher converting than your more traditional content. Let's take this forward and let's show the world 
how important memes are and how useful it is for really kind of leveraging up these forward thinking brands that are very okay with the fact, you know, let's try new things and let's try really connect and engage locally with this Gen Z and let's try and actually speak their language as opposed to what I've seen, which is, let's say, a 45 year old who's a marketing head who's now deciding, I know how these, you know, 20 year olds are thinking. And it's like, no, you don't. You know how you thought maybe 25 years ago, but times have shifted. And so you can't, you know, you end up with this weird mix of like shared experience that he thinks is there plus his own shared experience. And it ends up being only relatable to him. Mm -hmm. And nobody's there like, oh yeah, I totally get that because it doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Just use the... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i can just tell you stories about working with heads of marketers like or marketing like that where they've taken their experience but it hasn't grown with this new cohort of consumers to your point right like gen z consumes content in a much different way they make purchasing decisions in a much different way they now want to understand the ethos of a company they want to know i hate this phrase but how the sausage is made so to speak and like i <laughs> I think memes can help achieve that. And so what's really interesting is you've seen this shift. Do you feel like companies that, you know, you're working with or companies that you're pitching to, do they, are they seeing that shift too? Are they on board? Like, what does that conversation look like when you go to these companies to say, hey, we want to launch this meme campaign with you? Yeah, um, it's it honestly, um, Rian, it's, it's a mixed bag. I'd say it's very common for um, companies to have, you know, let's say there are 20 people in the company. They might have four people, maybe they're a bit younger, maybe two of them came from uni last year. Those are the ones usually that are basically trying to go to the higher ups and say, this is what I can see on social media. I think we should be packaging our messaging in this format because this is what works, right? But they go to the superior. I mean, you know, often they don't even go to the superiors because it first she sounds like quite a mad thing to pitch. Let's post these really stupid images. Yeah. And secondly, then, then you're in a company and it just feels like they're the last person they'd listen to, right? So like we're seeing a shift where younger people in the companies are starting to, their views on how things should be communicated are starting to be taken on board more. That being said, there is also a whole cohort of companies who just like, they're just not in the world. They just don't see this content mm -hmm. and they're trying to connect with these younger audiences and they're not getting the results they want and they're not sure why. Mm -hmm. But like, like more importantly than that, you know, I think it's because, you know, they don't, they don't understand that times have, you know, and again, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this, times have shifted yeah. and I think it's too many marketers do not understand that fact. You know, they don't understand, you know, that these, these kind of consumer habits have changed. You know, the attention span now versus 10 years ago is a different game. Mm -hmm. You know, you have maybe two seconds to convince someone to stay on your post. <laughs> Less you know, than that, probably. It, it, yeah. Literally, you know, if you're lucky, mm -hmm. right? Versus before, you know, they're used to posting these massive articles mm -hmm. on blogs. And it's like, if you think anyone is reading that, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care who the company or brand is. It's just not how you operate. No. You know, memes really to me, you know, as Jacob said, some people think it's just a silly image mixed with a text, mm -hmm. but it's so much more than that. Aside from the workload that really goes into a meme, because there's 14 different elements that really make up a meme. There are so Ooh, many different layers to think about yeah. when making a meme, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also think my favorite analogy of memes is it's a lot like a Trojan horse. Mm -hmm. So you are putting this kind of messaging out there that will be subliminally absorbed and retained, but the outer appearance is just a funny joke. Mm -hmm. What's so important 
is this kind of thing that you will naturally pick up. And why I love memes is, because it's all psychology, it's not even a choice. You don't actively pick up that mm -hmm. marketing, but you'll remember it. Mm -hmm. You'll definitely remember mm -hmm. it. And you know what better tool for a marketer than to have something like that where they don't even know that they're picking up this really important marketing message that will stick in their head because they have resonated with it. So it's connecting to them. It makes it human. Mm -hmm. But like, plus it's funny. And those are kind of the two big elements as well that make, you know, memes meme. It has to be human and it has to be funny and humorous. You know, you have to relate to it. It makes you feel a part, like really of like this kind of in-group. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to feel a part of an in-group because that's just how humans work. So it only makes sense to kind of group, you know, this kind of shared experience together. Mm -hmm. And I think marketers oftentimes, or some of the older marketers, they forget that humans are multifaceted. They think that... If someone is going to go and buy from a fashion brand, for example, like Reformation just did a big meme campaign. Are you familiar with Reformation, the yeah. fashion brand? Yeah. And they just did a big meme campaign. Well, five, ten years ago, Reformation would have never touched that space. And that's because marketers typically look at it like, oh, okay, well, they're, you know, our customers are only buying our clothes. They only drink you know, wine, they're this very specific kind of person, right? Like they are a girl's yeah. girl. They're going out with their friends on Valentine's Day. Like that's not true, yeah. you know? <laughs> Everyone goes to weddings. Everyone needs a dress to wear to a wedding, right? Or, you know, yeah. you know whatever else. And they're looking at memes online. Like I think, I can't remember who they partnered with exactly. I don't know if you do, but I can go and find it and drop it in the show notes because it was so interesting. I think they partnered with someone like Memesar, like some account that was purely focused on creating memes. And that was huge. I mean, it was huge because it reached new audiences for them. It doubled down on the relationship with existing audience and it pushed them into this space where people went, ah, you're relevant. Again, cool. Yeah. Relevance is mm -hmm. key, right? 100%. So walk me through what the framework looks like. I mean, we don't need to go through all 14 points, but like when it comes to creating a <laughs> meme, what goes into that? If I'm a consumer, what am I not even seeing when I see this meme land on my For You page or whatever else? I'm happy to do 10 and then Jake will do the last four. <laughs> reckon, he's the meme god. <laughs> I, I reckon we don't even give the source. We talk around the groups. Yeah. But yeah, there's 14 variables which we can basically manipulate and... It very much changes based on the company, their objectives of the campaign and what their audience currently looks like. So you're saying then about the clothing brand was so impactful because it spoke to the audience and what just, you know, their life experience and how they, you know, how they even use social. Um, so that's often the first part is obviously understanding the brand and the audience. This is before the 14 variables. We want to know exactly what they look like, how the audience spend their time. And then let's take one group of the 14 on the visual side. We want to make sure that, you know, first split second, they see this image, it either ties back to a meme they've seen before that already relates to them, or they just get the sentiment. They see someone that's looking shocked, they get the sentiment in their split second. And obviously that can be displayed in different ways. We can go on the image route, we can go on the video route. Again, it depends on, you know, if you're trying to reach more non-followers on Instagram, we'd be more likely to, to start with the video, you know, with a trending template. So if it's for younger people from like a month ago or so. I'm trying not to get too deep into it and talk about Jonah. Do, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I've just got one more thing. I think it's a lot like, really like a UX design. You know, there's a reason why you know, everything is there. You know, whether it's colors, tech placement, you know, whatever it is, there is a thought out reason why, you know, everything mm -hmm. is there. And it's also, you know, where are the eyes going to be? How are you going to interpret this? And I think too many people can see a meme and go, yeah, I can do that. 
But at the same time, it's a lot like stand-up. You know, I can go watch a Jimmy yeah. Carr and be like, yeah, that's totally mm -hmm. easy. But it's like, no, it's so not. It's taken a long time to be able to get to that. And plus, go and try it. That's what I say to people when they say it looks easy. But go and try it and see how difficult it is to truly have an impactful message with a marketing goal that is going to resonate with your target audience. It just doesn't mm -hmm. happen. And it is a magic and it is a science and there's a lot of processes that really go into it so my kind of message is it's a lot harder than it seems <laughs> oh i have no <laughs> doubt about that i can oh, agree more on that. as you say you know, with the whole like stand-up thing it's like you don't realize that i mean as soon as you realize you see it but it's like it's all you know they've got frameworks that they're working with they're so attentive to the flow of the set and it's like this is a science and it's like we call ourselves memeologists from the institute of memeology Yes, we've gone yeah. deep. Certified memologist. Certified, yeah, certified memologist. That'll be your official job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. actually is my official job amazing. title. We, yeah. And what a great one oh, it could be. I'm jealous. I want that as my job title. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so take a look at Josh Wine because this is where my question comes in because I'm like, okay, something like Josh Wine. Now, this is more, I think, like internet native, organic marketing but also, there are all these conspiracy theories, right, around some of these memes that just inexplicably blow up. And you're like, was this or was this not run by a marketing agency? And so is that your goal for it to look so organic that people don't even know that 100%. it's a marketing campaign? 100%. Because that's how you really create that true, authentic mm -hmm. connection. It has to feel as though it's organic and it's not being shoved down your throat. That's another thing, you know, Gen Z hate, yeah. you know, they're, they're all about going against the power. They don't want to be at school again, being told what to listen to, what to read, what yep. to think. They kind of go the opposite mm -hmm. way. But at the same time, the second it feels as though it's their choice, they are your most loyal audience and they won't leave. As long as it's consistent and relevant, then people will carry on coming back. And that's really how you get this loyal converting audience that is stay with you for a long time. Totally agree. I mean, like, it's the same thing with general marketing too, right? You can't be, we used to call it in B2B, because I come from a B2B background, sales forward. You can't be sales forward. If you're yeah. at a conference, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't come up and be like, buy my brand. You have yeah. to instead <laughs> say, you know, here's why this is interesting. Here's our research. That's why marketing teams, if they're done right, have you know, researchers built into them. They have people whose sole purpose and job it is, is to become experts in the industry. And, you know, I, I think people that oftentimes don't realize that, like you said earlier, they don't realize the work that goes into it. But what's cool is I think you're combining this new Gen Z work ethic into your agency, which must be very different. Like, I don't know if either of you, if the agencies <laughs> that you've worked at have been more traditional, but I definitely come from a more traditional background. And part of the reason why I left that is because I was done with the corporate jargon. I was done with the politics, the, oh, mm. we always have to wear suits and ties. I had to wear suits and ties in <laughs> university. I kid you not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the companies that you're working with, would you say they're traditional or would you say they are very new age? What does that breakdown look like? There are certain companies and industries which we don't know when it will happen, but mm -hmm. they're not going to break for a while. They're just so wrapped up in kind of how they've done things. We're talking telecoms, we're talking finance, although there are a few really key players in finance, which, you know, like they Monzo. go against the rest and they do really well. Like Monzo, mm -hmm. they stand out, right? Everyone's got an orange card in their pocket. Generally speaking, a <laughs> forward-thinking brand, they have to have an element of where things are going. It can be light on the feet, this just feels right, and they totally get it. And mm -hmm. th those are the ones we work with best because... They let us do our thing and they understand it. There will always be the other group of people that just aren't ready for it, but times are really changing fast. People are starting to realize the power of it. Week by week, we're more big brands using memes. So it's only a matter of time for those that aren't in there already. 
Yeah, but as well, you know, I think that it is always going to be a mix of those two, right? Because you're never going to be able to just go, you know, to to just kind of go with these with these fun mm. brands, you know, these these four thinking brands. But at the same time, I think you know, Monzo's kind of paved the way for finance, mm -hmm. for example, you know, because now, you know, you can go to a bank, okay, and their response is, oh, but we're regulated. It's like, yeah, but so is Monzo, so mm -hmm. is eToro. So, you know, I can name off so many financial mm -hmm. institutions that are massively regulated, but mm -hmm. they have fun with it. Yes, I understand you have to appear serious, and I'm not going to say that we can't support that, but, you know, you have to be a little bit flexible in your brand guidelines. Times yeah. have changed and therefore brand guidelines have to change with it. You cannot have like brand guidelines from 30 years ago and you're still keeping it to mm -hmm. the very buck because it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. How can you be marketing something with the ethos of 30 years ago to people now? Like it's like two plus two equals seven for me. I don't understand how they get to this crazy algorithm that goes, yeah, this Preaching is a good idea. <laughs> it doesn't, right? Like, it, it doesn't, doesn't compute. Sense, the math is know? not mathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be that radical as well. Like, you know, they're in the same position. They've got the same one archaic yeah. bank would look at it and be like, okay, we've got these guidelines. Let's make content that fits within these guidelines. Someone like Monzo would look at them and be like, let's make a post about these guidelines and how long it is to get it put through approval. Just, you know, again, it's just very That's real. Awesome. It's harmless, right? Like, but it's real. And people yeah. see through it. Or like that. Ryanair. You know? Amazing. You look at a company yeah. like, these are the companies that put a lot of trust too in their social media managers. That's probably another angle of it too, is so many companies go, oh, our social media manager is going to be the intern or someone straight out of uni and they're gonna have to yeah, wear yeah. 20 different hats and not realize that sales are actually done on social media. And I think that's the really big shift that people need to have. Social media is no longer just top of funnel. Instead, it trickles through the entire funnel yeah. and your social media manager needs to have the freedom to be agile, to jump on trends, to do what they need to do to get the job done. They're normally the young one that will get it and be like, yeah, this is a great idea. And it's so frustrating to me, having spoken to so many of them, where they tell me, this is an amazing idea. I know it would do so well for our brand, but I know if I go and pitch this to my CMO, he'll laugh me mm -hmm. out of the room. <laughs> and to me, it's frustrating because it's like, then why did you hire him? Yeah. Like, what is the point? Yeah. Why even have him? You know, if you think that you know better, mm -hmm. do it. I don't get it. I don't get why you're paying 30, 40, 50, 60K a year mm -hmm. to somebody where essentially they're a glorified PA at that point, where you're just taking orders. Yeah. That's not social. That's not dynamic. That's not being reactive. It's not even business. It's just stupid, <laughs> in my opinion. It's just a waste of money. Oh, it's, it's all it is. Point, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, what's the pushback <laughs> that you hear? Because what's the misconceptions with memes, right? It's just, oh, that's not the way it's done, or we don't have enough data on it. Like, what's their pushback? What's the rationale? I would say the biggest pushback is them being scared that it's going to denigrate mm. their brand. Okay. But I mean, really, to me, that's, it's, it's such a crazy hypothesis, you know, to think, oh, my brand's going to be X and Y, because any post can massively mm -hmm. screw your brand up. Like, it doesn't have to be mean, it has to be a video. Any post, if it's the wrong content, if it's offensive content, if it's over the line, any content can completely destroy your brand. And it's been seen time and time again. I haven't got off the top of my head, but I could probably rattle off mm -hmm. 10 examples, you know. People get cancelled every you know, single day. I think that's mm -hmm. literally, you know, you can mm -hmm. look the wrong way mm -hmm. and get cancelled. It doesn't compute to me to say meme culture because that doesn't mm. make sense. And also, I think you don't know until you try. The biggest lesson I've learned in social is worse comes worse, then nobody sees it because it yeah. didn't do work. Well. Uh, 
then there's no loss. But the best case scenario is it blows up and your campaign is massive and you get a ridiculous yep. ROI. I mean, to me, it's just like, mm -hmm. mm, which one? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at some point you have to try. At some point you have to put your big boy pants on and go out there and do something that feels a little bit new and uncomfortable. And I think that's the thing is, and it is the unfortunate part I will say about being a leader is you are reporting to, you know, whether it's your board, your investors, your CEO, like you're reporting to somebody that somebody may be putting pressure on them where they feel like they don't have the opportunity to be creative and to do something new. But my call to action would be just do it, just try right? Like you said, worst case scenario, TikTok already is halting views left and right. So like worst case scenario, you get stuck in the 200 yeah. to 500 jail. Just do yeah. it. Best case scenario, <laughs> you get it done and you test it out and you know, you become another Duolingo, Monzo, any of these brands that we've talked about. Yeah. Literally, we often say is, okay, but what's the difference between a post and a meme? Obviously we can talk about this very specific mm. details, uh -huh. but it boils down to speed and shareability. Posts are harder to share. You don't share, if Jonah writes a LinkedIn post with all this text, I'm not gonna screenshot that for you and send it to you on WhatsApp. I'm not gonna screenshot, yeah. you know, like I might, but like, <laughs> That's I doubt a good point. it. But if it's just what, you know, it's literally a square, an image, the shareability is ridiculous. That leads to off-platform sharing, which means that your content's transcending in a way that, you know, it can leave LinkedIn and it can go way, way further. Yeah. And yeah, they're designed to be quickly understood and they just travel as such. Yeah. Do you do yeah. any educational presentations on marketing? So we haven't yet, but it's very much in the pipeline to be, you know, we want to partner with a couple yeah. of education, you know, brands and, you know, we want like really a big part of mine is, and this is a whole other yeah, yeah. podcast <laughs> and stuff, but a big thing of mine is I think the education system needs yeah. to be massively changed because I think that we have been told to think inside these four walls for far too long and are being told by, you know, people who have run businesses uh -huh. 20, 30 years ago, what is cool now? And with all due respect to any of them, they don't have no. the ability to tell me that now. You know, fine, back in their day, cool. I'm sure they yeah. were very, very intelligent. Now, they don't understand what it is they're telling me is a bad idea. And so I think, you know, we need to be telling kids, just go and try stuff, go and do it. You know, we live in a world where we have AI, we have this amazing tech in front of us that we can use to our advantage. Go yeah. and try it out and see if it works. If it doesn't, cool, yeah. you've learned a lesson. If it does, amazing, totally. you know? Um, yeah, so that's a big part of what I want to do. And I think memes are going to be a very integral part of that because I think it would be amazing to create a kind of course basically using memes because I think memes are one of the best yeah. ways to learn. Well, I just imagine the CMOs that I've worked with in the past, they don't hear an idea, they don't hear an idea, and then all of a sudden they go to a conference, they see a presentation, and they're like, oh, yeah. did you hear about this? <laughs> this is something that we should do. And so, you know, in my head, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, okay, someone has to hear something. We take the sales adage of someone has to hear something, what, eight times before they actually hear it? And then they have to see yeah. something 30 plus times, I think it is now, before they make a purchasing decision. So it feels like it's a similar experience with memes. And to your point, Jonah, at the education system, like they're still teaching the four Ps of marketing in 
universities. <laughs> like we realize, right, that online is everywhere. The place does not exist anymore. You're not a brick and mortar yeah. anymore. You might have yeah. one, but, you know, or a flagship store, whatever it is. But that, the way we think about marketing just totally needs to shift. And I agree. Like anyone who, yeah. whether you're in university, you're a new grad, you're midway through your career, at any point, just go and try things. Like trying things should not be something that is yeah. as scary as it's made out to be. Exactly. Okay, 100%. I have a final question for you both, which is, what is one meme that both of you are sharing constantly right now as you text back and forth? Like, what's your favorite go-to meme at the moment? <laughs> oh, God, I'm just going to check my phone. I don't know okay. if you want to. It's mine, don't know. I should check. I mean, yeah, I would say probably the Drake meme Wait. for me is, it will always be one of my favorites. There are many Drake memes. And I there can't get that up. I, no, but that dancing template can be used. Now I have to get it up. Hold up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a couple. I've got a couple. Okay, okay. Um, God, yeah, you can go first. Yeah, this one, this one, this one, this one. It may no, take I me a second. This fun. template, I just <laughs> always like think of a version for different people, but just this oh, guy in the yes. suit. Oh, yes. He's the best. No, go, go, um, go. He, he, yeah. And this one's a bit more radical, but it just has me creasing. And I'm going to be using it a lot more, but it's just that, that Apple guy. <laughs> yes. <It's> just, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Um, the guy kind of peering around uh, the corner, whatever his name? name is. I saw one after the whole OpenAI scandal happened. They were like, Netflix ready to get the movie rights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, that's so fair enough. <laughs> Okay, I cannot find Drake when yeah. I want to find, but I will show another one. And okay. this is actually okay. one of ours. But oh, I love, yes. Nothing to oh, me yes. beats that this. That is a great one. Nothing to me can beat that. Because you know what? Like, it's every single person knows them. I don't care who you are, yeah. how old you are. You know the meme. It's so understandable. It's so, yep. like, you know, relatable. Yep. Everyone's been there. Oh. Like... So, you yeah. can throw so many examples on top of that. Cool. We will throw the. I might throw those, you know, up on Instagram just for funsies. So yeah, make sure you send them to me. Love that. Cool. Okay, well, thank you both so much for being here. Do you have any final call to action for you know anyone listening to this? Any whether they're a marketer or a consumer, being like, I don't know how I feel about memes. Can you give them one sentence? So yeah, I mean, if you want to get in touch with me, any. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're leaving stuff on the table. You're not connecting in the way that you want to. With younger audiences, you can get in touch with us at memes.work.com or lucid.meme. We can be your helping hand. We've got our certified memeology degrees ready to deploy on your brand. So get in touch. Or feel free to Amazing. reach out. All of that's going to go in the show notes. Thank you both so much. It was such an awesome conversation. I can't wait to see how Lucid Meme continues. <laughs> Lucid, Lucid Meme, you're the bomb. All right. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bye, everyone.